So welcome back to all of our listeners and uh, we are delighted to have Sandy Green join us today. Sandy Green is a member of Cooper Amateur Musical Society and this is our seventh episode. So welcome Sandy and for our listeners maybe you could just say a few words to introduce yourself and then we'll have a, a chat through um, what, why we're doing the podcast uh, and, and one of the key reasons why we're doing the podcast is because you've written a book but just just explain a little bit about yourself and then we'll we'll just run through some of the the things we've been discussing. Yes, thanks, Simon. Thanks for the opportunity to be involved in Cooper Now podcast, uh, and also specifically regarding uh, Cooper Amateur Mutual Society, which we'll uh, use as an acronym, CAMS, because that's how everyone knows it. It's much easier uh, just to say CAMS, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yes. Uh, and all the people who are involved, they call themselves CAMsters. Um, I hadn't it's, heard that uh, it's uh, an organization which remarkably has been going on in Cooper uh, since 1896 and, and is believed to be the, the second oldest musical society in Scotland. And perhaps even more amazingly, uh, diligent secretaries down the years have meticulously maintained uh, company minute books, uh, which I, I now have. Um, a number of years ago, the company asked me if I would look after the company archives. Um, I think that was probably because I had space in my loft, uh, and I was then presented with uh, two large boxes of fairly random paraphernalia relative to the long history of, of the society, um, and, and, that's, and, and they, they rewarded me, <laughs> if one can call it that, a few weeks ago by calling me the official archivist, which means I keep the rubbish and as well that's, as the real That's records. a very grand title, Sandy, yeah. isn't it? I, I, noticed, title, yeah. I noticed on, on Cam's uh, website, um, yeah, you, you mentioned it, it began in 1896. There's an there's a, a amazing um, archive on the, on the website of past production program covers that runs from 1934 onwards. Um, which again is if, if anybody visits the site it's worth clicking on that i was clicking on some of them earlier on and, and more recent ones taking through to sort of uh, photographs of the shows and so on and so forth you know apart from the 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 break of the of the war years and and the 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 um the society starting again in in 1947 that's a it's, it's an amazing collection and as you said you've now got a chunk of stuff in your loft um chat us through you've obviously been trawling through all of that sandy Ch just chat us through some of the gems that you've discovered yes well interestingly you've said uh, programs from, from 1935 in fact uh, subsequent research um has led me to find the programs from the very first performance oh, um, wow. of uh, gilbert sullivan's hms pinafore in 1896 uh, the company was formed as a Gilbert and Sullivan Performing Society, as many, many companies in that era were. That was, that was the day girl of the, of the time. That that's yeah. what amateur operatics was all about. And they started with HMS Pinafore, followed up with another P, the Pirates of Penzance. And the third year was the P again. It was Patience. That was three of the Gilbert and Sullivan performances to get them underway. Um, and I've managed to compile a subsequent almost complete list uh, of of the programs for all of these years uh, and it's it's just remarkable the, co the continuity because there are um 
members of the company mentioned at, at the very outset, whose names occur 10 years later, 20 years later, <laughs> next generation of the farm family appear 30 years later. And um, in 1952, I think it was, uh, a Robin Robert Robertson uh, received uh, some kind of specific award for his, would you believe, 50 year association with the society. I'm not quite crawling towards that number yet, but I'm not far away. No, and I, well, I noticed, um, it's, in fact, it was something that um, uh, Raymond Young, your president, who uh, put me in, in touch and suggested that we try and do this podcast. He was, he was chatting to me about some of the, the members of the, the society that you have um, who, who have served many, many years indeed. I, I know, I, know um, I, I think there's a references that in fact you're 40 plus years as a member of the society, is that right? Well, that's right, yes. The, the society is, is a member of NODA, which is the National Association of Amateur Dramatic Societies. Um, and they have a facility for societies to present medals to members after certain periods of, of involvement from 10 years upwards. So, and uh, I think it was 2016, I received my 40 year gong, but, but I'm just, just a learner really, because um, the, I have, uh, unfortunately I have to call her our oldest member. She is the grand dame of, of, of CAMS, and that's Jean Barclay. And she's a wonderful lady who last week, uh, celebrated her 95th birthday. She's still actively involved in the society. She's been the prompter for the last several years, but her stage career goes way, way back. And uh, coincidental with her birthday, she was also receiving her 60 year gong from That's from fantastic. Nota, uh, that is a, what what an amazing gold, gold contribution. Medal, um, which, which I have in my possession at the present time because I arranged to do a little bit of uh, fiddling about with that to make it look rather nice for her to wear. That's fantastic. As I said, what an, what an amazing contribution to, to the society. That's, uh, that's really phenomenal. And, and we're not alone in that. There's, I could name probably three or four or five members over the years who have notched up, up the half century. Um, Joan Wood, who has been secretary for a considerable number of years with the society until recently. She's, she started, in fact, one year prior to me in 1974. Um, and apart from the, the rather important business of producing a child, she's got perfect attendance ever since. That's, I, I, I noticed on your website that you know, there's a number of uh, names that have been you know, clocked up with 10, 20, even 35 years, but you know, they're just, they're just beginners by yeah. guess. <laughs> well, that, that's right. I, and some of them can, can trace um, family connections going further back. Uh, Faye Caird, who's been a long time member, she's probably been in this society since the, I would say early eighties, mid eighties, her grandfather um, appeared in the 19 teens and was president in 1924. And her uncle, James Watt, was a very, very talented and popular character actor in the Gilbert and Sullivan performances round about mid-century, from the restart after the Second War through to the early 50s. So there's, there's family connections. Um, 
and and you know I I, I do stress the family uh, connection of uh, CAMS throughout. Uh, it, we we call ourselves the CAMS family. Um, there was one performance I can't remember which it was, but it, within the last thirty years, where there were nine husband and wife couples involved one way or another in the production, not all necessarily on stage. Elma Lowe, for example, she was a, a principal uh, for many, many years, and her husband, Bill Lowe, was one of the stagehands. And, and it was just that sort of uh, overall family involvement, uh, which is a very nice thing within a, within a community like Hooper. It's very good. And I know you. it's not just, um, you mentioned, uh, hesitantly to talk about your oldest oldest members but you know your longest serving um, members um, but the the cams also has the, the the youth side as well so you have your uh, cooper youth musical theater group as well don't you so so it's it's feeding in the next generation and the next generation and the next generation because they that yes. starts from that starts from 10 years old is that right yes this is for for youngsters in and around the town from the age of 10 to 17. Yeah. The, the history of that is that self-evidently members of the company are, are not getting any younger. And in <laughs> the 80s, uh, there was, it was perceived that it was becoming a, an aging company. Um, and someone had the inspired idea that we should uh, start a, a junior company. And it was... Uh, it went by a rather clumsy name to start off with, the Cooper Junior Musical Society or some such name. But it, it, it acronyms are great things. So CYMT is what it is now. Um, and it started from relatively small beginnings and to, to be fair, slightly, as you would expect, amateurish performances from kids who had no previous experience whatsoever of being on the stage. But there was good support from the, the main company in terms of general support, but also musical director and producer willing to put their shoulders to the wheel to help, to help the youngsters and, and apply a, a great deal of coaching. Um, and people who have particularly helped in that, Elma Lowe mentioned earlier on, Kate Doig, who's been a long time, uh, had association with the company and she was musical director of the CYMT for a good while. Um, Ruth Anderson also has produced for a significant number of years. Um, and the, the effect has just been truly amazing in terms of the quality of performance that, that they, what we call the junior group, but they're junior only in terms of age rather than ability. Yeah. Uh, the, the shows which they put on now, um, the last one inevitably was canceled but the year before they did a full-length production of Calamity Jane, Fantastic. which is quite a, a big stage. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's a musical, big show, yeah. Uh, requiring good singing ability, movement, dancing, all sorts, and they handled it with ease. Uh, happily, about five or six years ago, the, the then president, again, nobbled me. I, I seem to be easily noble in some respects, um, to start writing the the newspaper critique of each show. So I've had the opportunity of, of watching um, some cho children uh, move from being in the back row of the chorus to occupying the limelight. Yeah, and that's very rewarding, isn't it? And it's marvellous. Yeah. In terms of 
the I suppose the the selfish purpose, which was to get younger people into cams, it's not been a huge success because the people who are are in, the youngsters who are involved in these sort of societies are are generally the ones who've got a bit of go about them and they're going to finish their schooling and they're going to go off to university or, or whatever. We have had a few come through and, and few now performing minor or major roles with CAMS, but the, the big thing, so far as I'm concerned, and I believe it's shared by fellow members, is it's giving kids a, a taste of what musical theatre is all about. Yeah, which and is a lovely, it's a, that's a lovely thing to do. Get involved in dramatic societies, musical societies at college, or eventually end up somewhere else in the world uh, with a background that they've taken from Cooper. It's it's to the wider benefit, I suppose. Yeah, no, that's very good, Sandy. I think from a from a from a confidence building, boosting point of view, to get to get youngsters involved in in any kind of performance performance art is fantastic because it does give them that you know, sense of belonging to an organisation and the group and a company or whatever, but also different roles, different uh, responsibilities and, and the confidence to step up and perform in front of people is a, is a big plus. You, you, talk, you talk there in terms of the different levels of support that the, that the senior members have been able to give the junior members. One of the things that um, impresses me so much about um, community groups and, and, and CAMs in particular for the work that you do, you know, it's, you've, you've obviously got a fantastic membership but within that, you have your own committee, but also, you know, all of you rallying around as, as volunteers to drive the thing forward. And it doesn't just happen. Um, you know, it needs it needs fundraising. It needs, you know, campaigning. It needs publicity. You know, you guys do coffee mornings and carol singing and 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 there's lots and lots of things that you do um, that there's this continual wheel of operation that runs behind everything. Um, just chat through. Just chat through that in terms of your calendar. I know where where we are in 2021, and we've everything got messed up last year, and shows cancelled and everything else. But in the general run of how CAMS operates, what's your sort of calendar year in terms of the fundraising? What's required? What happens when? Just just chat to our listeners a little bit about that. Sure, I'll, I'll, I will come to that in more detail in a moment or two. But uh, this does give me the, my first opportunity to, to make a little plug. Uh, for plug away. The, the book which I have written, I, I thought that having all these archives in my possession, I ought to do something useful with them. So about three years ago, I started jotting bits and pieces, uh, history about the society, and started off writing what I thought was going to be a booklet, and it was entitled A Short History of Musical <laughs> Entertainment in, in Cooper. We have now struck out the word short from that, into <laughs> that and I have a book which is actually at the, at the printers this very week um, which I hope to publish within the next fortnight or so uh, and the, the title of it comes uh, I suppose from a theatrical phrase it's to be called the, the roar of the crowd Very good. because it, the, it's a theatrical phrase as the smell of the grease paint the roar of the crowd is, is what theatre is all about um, which brings me now to the specific subject you've asked me about when I've managed to get my... my I should have had a little jingle for you there, Sandy. We should have been playing a jingle for the book there, shouldn't we? That was the, that was the commercial. Like that. That's yeah. our commercial break, back into the programme. <laughs> yeah, yes, exactly that. Um, with, within the book, there's uh, one entire chapter uh, devoted to those who help backstage. Um, because a performance I've, I've described 
is a bit like a, a, a magician spinning, spinning plates. There's just so many things to be, to be uh, attended to by all sorts of people. Uh, in terms of the, the society's calendar, uh, the main show has historically always been in February, generally the first full week of February. And generally the first full week of February is generally the worst week's weather of the winter. Uh, the Cooper, Cooper Opera weather is now an accepted meteorological term locally, because <laughs> everyone knows what, what to expect. We had one particular year, it was a performance of South Pacific, it couldn't be any further from it, it was more like South Antarctic, um, where come the Saturday night, um, we had uh, half an audience, only slightly more than half an orchestra, and a fair number missing in, in the company. It was kind of siege economy, actually. But anyway, that's, that's where we are in February. But the show so, must go on, and it went uh, on. Exactly. <laughs> well, actually, interesting you should mention that, and I'll pick up on that, because whilst the company has been in abeyance this last year, they have put on, uh, via Zoom, a number of, uh, broadcast a number of songs, which individual members have um, put together uh, and recorded individ individually. Um, and Neil Janet, the technical wizard, has put it all together and put it out. Uh, and the one which was most recently on the stocks for us to do is in fact, Queen's The Show Must Go On. <laughs> So I, didn't, you, you, I didn't. I didn't know that. It was like a perfect link from that. That was very good, but I didn't know absolutely. that. Absolutely. No, so you guys. You guys. You guys. I know that, um, that Cam's Cam's stepped up fantastically for us and did a wonderful uh, Christmas alphabet to accompany the video that we shot last um, yeah, last yes, Christmas right. uh, when when the, when the businesses were were getting ready for all the Christmas trade. So there was a there was a lovely contribution from that. And again, Neil did a great job compiling all of that and pulling it all together. So if anybody wants to check that out, that's on the Cooper Now YouTube channel and you can you can dig that one out. Um, but yeah, it's there, as you say, there's obviously uh, so many people working in the background of doing all the things that have to be done. So um, yeah, yeah. Just to continue on, on the calendar, the, the show is in February. It, it takes a, a long time to put a show together. Rehearsals start uh, really as soon as the schools go back. Uh, in August, right. and it starts off with six or, or eight weeks uh, of pure musical rehearsal. The, the timing of that depends how difficult the individual show's music is for learning. Uh, and then it moves into uh, production rehearsals, which carry on right, right through. Um, and these take place um, historically in various venues around the town. Uh, we've been in the Parish Church Centre, we've been in St. James, Hall, a little hall in Castle Street, but more recently, and for a fairly long time before that, um, in the Castle Hill Community Centre, yeah. the old Castle Hill School. The, so that's the main show. You mentioned uh, fundraising uh, and going right back to the earliest days, the company has always been short of money. That's just, that's just the way it is. That's the continuum. <laughs> because of how much it costs to put these things on, budget budget for a show these days about twenty thousand pounds. Is that right? That's, that was one of the questions I had for you. That's a lot of money on a show for a week. Where by the time you've you've got scenery and costumes mm. uh, and an orchestra, um, that's just a huge a huge amount of expenditure. And 
historically it, it was little bits and pieces of, of uh, fundraising, the jumble sales, I'll come back to jumble sales in a moment, um, coffee mornings, um, raffles, all that, all that sort of thing. Uh, the, the, jumble, the jumble sale incident is, is mentioned in the book uh, <laughs> where we had a jumble sale on one occasion where there was a bric-a-brac stall and one of the gentlemen manning the bric-a-brac stall found at the end of the day that some other member of the, of the stall, person manning the stall had sold his jacket. So he went home without his own jacket. But the, the, the fundraising really um, moved a quantum leap forward um, in the late 80s when the idea of a major fundraising exercise uh, would be mounted each year, taking advantage of the talents of, of the people within the company. Mm -hmm. And the idea was to stage an old-time music hall. Yep. Uh, along the lines of, of the ones which were on television at, at that time. Mm -hmm. And that those were very, very successful. There was a, a small group uh, who had the sobriquet as the moving chorus. Uh, and then the remainder of the company were on stage backing up as the, the musical numbers. And we had a number of guest artists in as well. And that was a, a, a huge success right from the start. It was done quite economically in terms of cutting down the number of persons, personnel in the band or whatever. And first year out of nowhere produced 500 pounds worth of profit. Second year, a thousand pounds of profit. Uh, and that's in the eighties when that, that was a big deal in terms of yeah, the overall yeah. budget. Yeah. So the old time music hall was a huge success um, for 15 years or so, and then one felt that you needed to do a bit of innovation in order to, to move forward. And that um, moved into what was called musical magic. It, it was rebadged, but it wasn't just a rebadging. It was a completely different ethos. And it was um, giving more uh, people in the company the opportunity to perform solos, also to, to, for the whole company to try some more challenging uh, and more modern uh, pieces like from Les Miserables and Miss Saigon and, and shows like that. Yeah. And that was a, perhaps another decade of that, of that sort of so, show. Yep. And once again, evolution, evolution to what goes on now, which is what's called cams in concert. Yep. Um, and, and that is the, the, the standard major fundraiser of the year, which takes place in May. Yep. So, so whenever the, the main show is over in February, there's a couple of weeks holiday, and yeah. then the rehearsal starts fairly intensively for the yeah. months of March, April, and then the performance of, of uh, music of comes and concert. Yeah. And that is packed houses in the Corn Exchange for, for the two nights. And that really is, is the bedrock of the, of the funding for the year. And how are things panning out? Obviously, every, everybody's in, you know, topsy-turvy land regarding where we are with all events and so on and so forth at the moment. I know last year you guys were, you know, bitterly disappointed to be affected the way you were. Where, where's, where's the society now in terms of its 
performances and plans going forward? What's 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 on the agenda? What's what's coming yeah. up? Well, uh, as you've alluded, uh, every every organisation like ours were, was affected by the the pandemic, uh, and the the company had significant ambitions, uh, which raised many an eyebrow in that the intended show for last year was Shrek the musical. Yeah, indeed. Now, um, <laughs> how how an amateur company would produce something like that um, defied my belief to be candid about it, uh, but sadly it didn't come to pass. There was, there's been a bit of amusement about how the the male principals who generally are, are vying for the for the handsome roles, well, how uh, keen they might have been to, to vie for the not so handsome leading role of Shrek, or perhaps on the distaff side, who would be wishing to be Princess Fiona? But nevertheless, I'm sure I'm sure it would have been filled. But yes, uh, that that was cancelled. The decision was made last autumn that it that it couldn't happen. Yeah. Um, sadly, um, because of the way uh, copyright works for the performance of shows, amateur companies have to apply to, apply to a copyright holder for yeah. permission to perform a show. And shows like Shrek, are, for goodness knows what reason, are becoming very popular for um, amateur companies to perform. So effectively, CAMS has missed, has missed its slot. It's yeah. not just a case of being able, oh, well, we'll do it next year. Yeah, that, That's not going to be possible. No. And Shrek will just have to be on the agenda for for another year. Um, but there is, a, there is a show chosen for next February uh, with the hope that the rehearsals will, in, in normal course, be able to commence in the autumn of this year. Yeah, And that's to be a, a show based on uh, Elvis Presley's music, uh, All Shook Up. Excellent. So that'll be, that'll be, again, be something very, be very, very different. different. That'll be very uh, in different. The, in, the, in the last two or three or four years, there have been a, a whole variety of very, very different shows. Um, two years ago, no, three years ago, I beg your pardon, it was uh, Dolly Parton's music for 9 to 5. Mm -hmm. And then um, a show which had to be called Kips, but it really was half a sixpence. It was half a sixpence, that's right. Under, yeah. under another guise. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's just so interesting that the, the company as it is now is capable of, of tackling all sorts of different shows. And that's because we, the, the company has developed. Going back 40 or 50 years, there would be upwards of 40 towards 50 company members. Uh, and in fact, in, I think as late as the 1980s, there was a complaint from the stage manager that there were too many people on stage. <laughs> a nice complaint. The, the company has got leaner and fitter and better and in that each individual is now in his or her own right a performer. Yeah. There's not, the, there's not the, the wallflowers, the chorus wallflowers that they used to be. Well, well the, all we would have to do is trips on, on stage, look beautiful, sing and go off again. Um, the, it's now necessary for each one of them to be a capable performer. Yeah. And the, the amount of um, 
dance routines which are now involved in most of the shows which are being taken on uh, means that there can't be any any how shall I call them passengers yes yeah. <laughs> no one no one can be a passenger no I just uh, I just I had a had a flashback there but bearing in mind the longevity of the society um you know the 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 idea in in Elvis Presley's heyday of uh, you know the late fifties early sixties that the society in the late fifties and early sixties would have contemplated that one day they would be performing a show featuring featuring the work of Elvis Presley is quite quite a lovely quite a lovely image to have. So uh, yes, yes, indeed. Well, yeah, even, no, that'll that'll be a great that'll be a great change, won't it? It'll be yeah, a really indeed. really interesting step. Aye, that that's a very interesting analogy because even into the nineteen sixties. Um, they, they were still doing Gilbert and Sullivan staples. Yeah. Uh, and even after they were ab abandoned for what were amusingly called more modern shows, they were really traditional operettas. They weren't anything yeah. like the modern shows we, we see now. Yeah. No, that is, that's, that's, that's true. Your book, I'm going to plug it again. Now, we should definitely have a jingle. I should be ringing a bell or something every time we talk about the book. Guy. So your so your book, um, you, you mentioned the title. Um, is it actually in in? Is it doesn't it exist as published yet, or is it about to be published? Or where can people find out about it, or buy it, or right. order it, or what's what's the what's the story? Okay, thanks, thanks for the opportunity to give a bit of a chat about that. Uh, as I say, this has been some time in the gestation, um, because this uh, year is the company 125th anniversary yeah that was really to be blunt to kick up the backside to me to get the book <laughs> finished um so i put a significant amount of work into it rewrote a lot of it added a lot to it got significant assistance from company members in terms of producing photographs and mem other memorabilia uh people um, giving me advice on, on what should be included in the book. Uh, so it reached final form as recently as last week mm -hmm. when I delivered to the printers in Dundee um, a week ago today. Excellent. And I'm hoping to see a proof copy sometime next week. That'll be good. We, we, look, we, um, look, forward, we look forward I, to I'm seeing it so that we can I, actually I'm feature it on our blog as well. I beg your pardon. We look forward to seeing it so we can feature it in, uh, I mean, people obviously listening to this so we can't show it, but it'll be nice to see the hard copy so that we can, uh, you know, we can share that on our blog or on our Facebook page or wherever just to, to show people what the book is, but also tell people where they can get it. Yes. Well, I've certainly been very encouraged by contacts from people who may not have been in the company for, you know, 20 years and more, um, keen to see the book, to buy the book even, yes. So... Um, the, the, I'm not sure how I'll deal with the, the marketing of it. It'll, I'm sure it'll be generally through word of mouth, through company members, but there will be a, a point of contact, obviously, um, sure. for people who wish to buy them. And, and I'll just mention as a side um, that well, I'm going to be obviously funding the, the cost of the printing, uh, but once that's covered, all, all, if any, profits thereafter will go to camps. No, that's very that's that's excellent, Sandy. And I know I'm I'm sure um, once that once it is there, you'll it'll be it'll probably feature prominently on the um, 
on the Society's Facebook page. And for our listeners, that's, you can find that as um, Cooper Amateur, Amateur Musical Society um, on Facebook. It's facebook.com forward slash Cooper AMS. Um, but there's also uh, the um, CAMS website and there's lots of information that people can find on that. Are you, um, it says on the website that you're always happy to welcome new members and looking for, for people to help out. As you said, there's an army of volunteers doing all kinds of different things behind behind the society when shows come around. Is, is the best way for people to get in touch through the through the website and through through um, through Facebook page? Is that the easiest way? Yes, that, that would be the thing. The the print, Raymond uh, Young is the present present as you know. Um, the secretary Alison um, is Alison Lumsden uh, is on Facebook and she can be contacted for anyone interested in, in helping out or joining or or whatever to be involved. Yeah, no, I think well, I I think the fact that you have um, all shook up as I'm reading on Facebook now, the story is all new, the hits are all Elvis. Uh, that will be a, that will be a, a very interesting show a fan, fascinating show and a great draw for people to, to to come and listen to some live music and boy do we need to get out and see some live shows and see some live events i think everyone is just itching to be able to uh, to get out and about and see see some live performances again it'll be fantastic to see cams and the camsters as you referred to them sandy back come um, back doing what they do best um it's been a it's been great to to catch up sandy I'm really really delighted that you're able to join us on our on this episode um as and when the book's out we'll be very happy to to feature that on our blog and on our facebook page and to to tell people about where they can find it um but but for now many many thanks and we will we will catch up and hopefully we'll be in the audience when the time comes to to see all shook up so thank you very much that's very kind it's been it's been fun being involved. I've not uh, taken part in a podcast like this before. I hope I've not sounded too amateurish. Not at all. No, it's been it's been very good. But thanks very much, Sandy, and we'll uh, we'll we'll catch up again before too long. Okay. Fine.